MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, Arizona, and coming soon to Louisiana. From boosted parlays to in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today and bet $10 and get $200 in free bets. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit to receive up to $500 in bonus cash. Head on over to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app today. And next we're brought to you by StableDuel. StableDuel is a horse racing daily fantasy sports app where you can play free and paid games for real cash prizes. You can win as much as $15,000 with one entry. Head on over to StableDuel.com and get started today. And next, we're brought to you by Better Fantasy. Better Fantasy is a free-to-play app that allows you to bet on all your favorite NFL player props for a chance to win awesome prizes. Download the app today over at betterfantasy.com slash SGPN. That's B-E-T-T-O-R fantasy.com slash SGPN. And finally, we're also brought to you by Manscaped, the leaders in below-the-belt grooming. Head on over to manscaped.com and use promo code SGP for 20% off your order and free shipping. And finally, before we let you get started with the episode, do not forget to download the SGPN app. It's your home for all of our free picks and podcasts right there in the palm of your hand. Download the SGPN app wherever it is you download apps. Howdy ho, DeGenerinos, and welcome to the MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, episode 111, Magical 111. I think there's something magical about the clock when it's 111 or 1111 or something, but I couldn't be bothered to Google it. So um, that, that's for all you people there. You, you can uh, Google it if you want. Uh, anyhow, uh, let's dedicate this episode to my house. That's a funny thing to dedicate it to, but it's the 20-year anniversary of moving into my house as of yesterday. Um, why does this matter to you? Because this is where the North Campus of the MMA Gambling Podcast studios are located. So that's why it's important to you. It's the historical uh, structure, and they'll have to put a plaque out in front, and it'll never be torn down because this is where this amazing podcast goes down. And I would be your host, one of your hosts, Jeff Fox. You may know me as the Blind Fighter uh, for no apparent reason. That's That's my name now. But I could not do this alone because I need someone to no-sell all my jokes. And that's my Shatterverse chomping co-host who no-sells everything. And 20 years ago, he was not he was not um, buying a house. He was still living in the, in the woods on a mountain, playing with bears, working on his dance moves. That's Daniel, Daniel Gumby Breland. Hello. You, you got me laughing with the cheddar voice chomping, <laughs> especially with like the slight German accident. Yes. Yeah, that was, that was well played. Cheddar verse. Yeah. <laughs> it should be Kaza because Kaza is cheese, but we'll, we'll say cheddar verse. Anyhow, how was your cheddar verse, Dan? It was delicious. And I will also say uh, 20 years ago, I was in Little League. Uh, yeah, I was going to say you're probably playing Little League. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead and wrap your head around that. So uh, that was, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, but, I was definitely not buying a house. No, Dan, and yeah, it's amazing how cheap the house was. Uh, it's, it's probably houses are probably. Uh, anytime I see house prices down in the states, they're ridiculously cheap. But yeah, no, not like, anymore. No, no, it, it went the other way right at the beginning of the pandemic. Now, 
like like my house that I bought uh, only like five years ago is now like almost twice as expensive in value if I were like to turn around and sell it. Of course, yeah, ours would if be I like three or four, so yeah, but the, uh, uh, well, that's over twenty years. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but yeah, it's it's wild, wild yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah. The, the U.S. house market's weird now. So yep. But then I'd have if I sold it, I'd have to find a place to live. And yeah, that's the problem, eh? <laughs> yeah, there's always the cabin in the woods and the mountain, right? Yeah, somehow I don't think my parents want me to live with them anymore. <laughs> you don't think so? Oh, well. I don't think. So. I don't think so. Oh well, this is um, not a real estate podcast, is it? At least not I yet. I don't think I don't so. Think it is. I think we're going to do a Napoleon uh, Dynamite spinoff, but I don't think we're going to do a real estate spinoff. But anyhow, um, yeah, I told you I was Gumby. I'm Blonde Fighter. And this episode, I think we've already called one this, but this one is a no USC, no problem episode, right? Yeah, th- this is a th- surprisingly good week for MMA. We're going to talk about uh, Eagle FC 44, which I'm like low-key kind of excited about for a Friday card. Um, and it's 100% free, which is also really exciting. Um, live and free on really? where is it? Yeah, YouTube on on eaglefc.com. dot <laughs> uh, 100% no, free. Okay, there you go. To watch on their website, and then uh, a not a great Bellator card, but a decent Bellator card. A Bellator All card right. where there are people yeah. who I've. I've heard of and would watch. Yeah. Um, and then <laughs> that's all really you can ask for. Yeah. And then we're not even going to get into it because uh, I didn't, I'm not mentioning it for the first time until right now. Uh, but there's actually a CFFC card, including middleweight champ, Aaron Jeffrey on this weekend as well. Um, oh, yes. Yeah. Which is, kind of exciting. yeah. Yeah, and he's um he's a uh, he he's from up in your neck of the woods too, London, Ontario. Um, and and really? recently, mm. yeah, yeah, recently off the Contender Series, having gotten his shit kicked in by Ka- right, Kai right, Wyo. Right. <laughs> I hate driving to London. Just for the record, it's that's a bad stretch of highway, and it's always seems to be bad weather there. Yeah, it's, I'm not a fan of the drive to London. In case anyone <laughs> wonders, from my house, if if I if I, I was going to Detroit, that's the way I would have for people who want to get this in their head. Um, I'm kind of in between Toronto and Detroit, if you want to put big cities in there. So yeah, and Dan is in our southern MMA gambling podcast studios, right? East, southeast of me, I guess you would be. So yeah, there you go. But not well, very good. So. <laughs> More east, east, south. Yeah, oh, I yeah? think east, east, south. Yeah. Oh, I see a story about you here. Oh no! Uh, decision to quit exotic dancing is one of the scariest things you've ever done. Is that? <laughs> oh, it's not you. I'm sorry. Oh, it's Vanessa, it Vanessa Demopoulos. Oh. I'm sorry. I, I got the name wrong. Right. She's blowing up, a... dude. By the way, before, before yeah, she's, we get into she's too many now. Yeah, she's she went from being an Owen one fighter in the UFC fighting for her job to being like one of the most clickable MMA fighters this week. Yes, go figure, right? Eh? It's a, Go it's figure. A weird, it's all it's a weird world. It's a weird world. It is. I I think maybe we let's go through a few UFC notes before we get into get into our picks. Um, as I mentioned last podcast, California is um, I think the only state maybe that does is that weighs fighters the night of the fight and releases that info, which I always find interesting uh, to see. I don't know. I for some reason I I'm really into like extreme weight cuts and putting weight back on for some reason, even though I know it's not healthy and I'm not a, a fan of it. It's, it's always interesting to me what, 
what these fighters do. So um thought we just I just skimmed through some of the numbers here. Um so the main event obviously Francis Ngannou won. He went up from two fifty seven to two sixty. His opponent, Cyril Game, went for two forty seven to two forty five. You never see well, occasionally you see people lose weight, but that that's a strange one, isn't it? Um, I don't think it's that strange. I, I keep seeing it go around the, the internet as being super strange. You, you got to remember a couple of things. Number one, he's not cutting any weight, so there's no yeah, anticipation that his weight will go back up, right? Like, if he's weighing in down around the 250 mark, he's not even dieting. He's, I mean, like, he's just at his comfortable competition weight. And then you yeah. got to imagine adrenaline's high the day of the event and, you know, like, he maybe eats a little lighter when he fights the day of he, his fights because he doesn't want to have, like, a full belly while he's fighting. So, like, he, maybe he ate the day of weigh-ins right before weigh-ins, but he didn't eat right before he got in the cage. Like, it, it wasn't super surprising, and especially two pounds when you're exercising yeah. at that level and, you know, you got pretty much zero body fat and, like, whether or not you drank a lot of water that day fluctuates you four or five pounds. Like, it's not surprising he weighed a little less the day of the fight. No, very true, very true. Um, Brandon Moreno went up about 10%, which is, like I said, it's pretty much a, you get fighters gaining about 10%. Usually fighters fight a weight class above of what, what they cut down to. So really weight cutting is pointless when, when everyone does the same. But for um, for the two championship bouts, I guess the, the top one, you can't really call it weight cutting. Now they got to cut weight. Before, um, for the other championship fight, it actually made a difference, at least on the scales. Um, Brandon Moreno went up, went from 124 to 136. Davison Figueredo, who ended up winning the fight, <clears throat> excuse me, went from 124 to 143.2. So he was uh, significantly bigger than Moreno come come fight night. Yeah, that it, it, again, it, it's sort of surprising that it was so much, but in the same token, like he's a guy who's had trouble with weight cuts, right? Like, so right. It's, it's not terribly surprising that this happened to him. Um, but at the same time, like, it, is it bad? Yeah, it's definitely bad. I, I want to <laughs> continue seeing that happen. But, um, yeah, like, it, it is what it is it's, um, sort of at this point, right? Yeah. Seven-pound weight advantage, though, in, uh, for flyweight is, is pretty uh, pretty substantial, you would think, uh, especially for um, someone like Figueredo, like uh, who, who wants to be strong and explosive and, and whatnot. So, um, usually California puts a kibosh on you if if you're over what I think ten percent or something. So, uh, Figueredo may have trouble fighting at flyweight in California in the future. Um, I'm not sure if they flagged him or not, but he went up almost sixteen percent. So, usually they poo poo on that. Um, see if there's anything else interesting here. Cody Stamen, one thirty five and a half to one fifty nine. That is quite substantial. So he was 159 for his fight. Uh, said Nir- Mega Madeab Nirmagam. How do you say his name? Nir- <laughs> Habib Nirmagam Nirmagamadov. Uh, Saeed Nirmagamadov, I guess it would be. Anyhow, <laughs> he was 149. So a 10 pound difference there. So basically, they're different weight classes. Those two. Um, Michael Morales went up 20 pounds from 170 to 190. Um, he had eight pounds on Trevin Giles. Is this interesting? Me reading out weights or not? It, it's, interesting. it's interesting, but I will say this, you know, like, and I did see a lot of people in the same like camp as you being like, oh my God, I can't believe X or Y or Z. But like, if you look at the ones who are there, all of them are guys who have fought up weight classes right? or, you know, in the case of Morales, super young, right? Like, so he, his body does that process better. And in the case of both Stamen and Michael Morales, they're both guys who grew up wrestling. 
Um, right. So, like, bo- both guys who are, you know, used to the process of weight cutting. So, yeah, it wasn't – none of it shocked me in, in any real way. So, um, you know, interesting. I love that they do it. I wish every place did it so we could really get a good uh, sense of what's going on. But, yeah, at the same time, I'm not – I haven't been baffled yet by any of them. No, it's I'm not saying I'm baffled. I just I find it fine how much weight someone can gain in one day or lo- technically, <laughs> technically lose in one day and then put right back on in one day. Um, it's certainly it's certainly not fun. As somebody, <laughs> so I have done like weight cuts for grappling tournaments before. Which, by the way, it's so freaking stupid. Nobody should cut any weight for grappling tournaments. Just it's you don't make any money. Don't do that. Um, but I will tell you that I did it once. Uh, I weighed in at 179 pounds because it was a 180 pound division. Weighed in at 179, and by the next day, uh, I was like back up to 198. And I'm like an amateur when it comes to this kind of stuff. So, such a cheater. I, I mean, it's yeah. I mean, but everybody's doing it, right? Oh, here we go. <laughs> Savannah Gomez Juarez, she gained a lot. She gained 17 pounds, and she only weighed 115 to begin with. So that was quite a jump up. But Vanessa Demopolopolopolis, Snuffleupagus, went up 13 pounds. So there wasn't a huge difference there. So which, which totally like negates <laughs> the whole thing. Like it, it's smart when fighters once in a while you'll see fighters like make an agreement beforehand that okay we're not cutting weight, we're gonna fight at such and such a weight. But for most of these, most of the fighters on this card, there wasn't a massive, massive uh, weight advantage so don't cut the weight to begin with yeah i'm i'm in that camp i didn't used to think i was in that camp i was like people know what they're doing it's become increasingly clear that nobody knows what they're doing (laughs) yeah but hey if if guy if someone but on on the other hand if someone like figueredo can he seems to be able to he seems to have it dialed in now and you got to think that's a big advantage for him at at flyweight such a low weight class and he can pack on so much extra weight uh over his opponent yeah, I, I think it is to an extent, but I will also say at a certain point, there's a law of diminishing returns. Like for the people yep. who are doing a really good job of cutting weight, they're also doing a really terrible job cardio. Like they're doing a disservice to themselves cardio wise. So yeah. I, I mean, like we're, yep. we're seeing we're seeing both sides of that, I think. Very, very true. All right. Um, moving on, we got some odds even though it was just announced today Francis Ngannou is in fact going to have surgery and will be out probably nine months so kind of like what we detailed last podcast and how Dan um, pretty much detailed not that timing for a knee injury or knee surgery is ever good but the timing kind of works out good for him with the contract stuff so if he, if he has to sit out a year if he honestly does not want to compete in the UFC anymore under their terms uh, let me throw that in um, He's really not missing any time because he's going to be out in nine months and he's going to have only oh, three more months to wait before he's out of his contract. So um, regardless of that, we we did get odds drop for Ngannou versus John Jones. You want to take a stab at that? Um, I kind of imagine Ngannou's the, the favorite. Am I wrong? You're right. He is um, probably only slightly. So how about negative? How about negative 145? Minus 220. Oh, jeez. Uh, yeah, get in John Jones is there, right? Uh, I I still think I'm picking Francis, <laughs> so I'm I'm probably not yeah. getting in on John Jones. That seems wide and probably based on what we've just seen from his wrestling. I'd say this yep. first of all. I think it's always silly to throw money on speculative matchups because then it's your your money's yep. just sitting in a bookie's pocket, and like they'll refund it yep. if it doesn't fight at some point in time. But like you you don't want to be in that situation. I'm always against that. And then secondly, I will say. 
if it does get booked, if you're interested in betting Francis, just wait until the fight gets closer. Um, I, I bet you those yeah, exactly. odds get closer and closer and closer. Um, but actually, you know, I, I was talking to somebody recently about how uh, it, it appears that the people who – and this is kind of wild to think about – but the the contingency of people who see John Jones as a as like a goat figure is a smaller portion of the MMA audience now I think because there there's like a large contingency of people who just started watching the UFC during the pandemic as like an extra thing to watch it was like the only sport on they probably yep. gained a ton of fans and he hasn't fought in that time so like we you have fans of MMA that have been fans of MMA for what seems like a long time to them, they're probably gambling on MMA. They don't even know who this dude is. So yeah. I, I think I think the numbers are skewed a little bit that way. But I think big betters would probably go in on John Jones, especially if he was a big underdog like he is right now as the fight got closer. Yeah, this is definitely recency bias. Uh, mm. For sure, rearing its head here. But yeah, um, speaking of the new fans, it's, UFC's really done well over the past little while. Um, like, they're... Their pay per view, uh, like pay per view, shouldn't even be a thing anymore, really. Um, with, with all our all the streaming options and having to pay for ESPN Plus to begin with, but their pay per view buy rates are were like through the roof last last year, which is surprising. So they really have had a resurgence. Plus, like just um, another case in point, like my MMA site, MMA-Manifesto.com, I did record traffic last year, so it kind of seemed like MMA was dying off, but it seems to have come back, which which um, which bodes well for us, obviously. Which also um, <laughs> which also um, feeds into what Dan's saying: how a lot of people don't even know who John Jones is anymore, and um, they definitely know who Francis Ngannou is after last weekend. But he is only a plus five fifty against Tyson Fury. Francis Ngannou, that would be so. Maybe, That's not uh, up. I think I think I yeah. saw that posted at like plus three hundred or three fifty or something like that. So. I, whoever made those lines for the bookies put them at a huge financial risk because I'm sure the couple of sharps dropped in a ton of money yeah. on Tyson Fury. And I do think that that fight has a, you know, in the next two years, has a decent chance of being made. Yep. It, it looks like it could at this point, that's for sure. So uh, a fight that seems like it's going to get made for sure, UFC 274, we're going to get Charles Oliveira versus Justin Gaethje. Is that... That's the one that's going to be in Brazil, right? So Oliver will be in uh, the, or the new. The new rumor is it will not be in Brazil. Oh, it no. appears to have been pulled from there. Um, travel restrictions and whatnot getting cranked back up. Um, I, I don't care about COVID though, do they? And the U.S. doesn't care about COVID. So yeah, cool. I think the U.S. cares more <laughs> about traveling to Brazil being yeah um, a place that probably there. has yeah probably has new issues. Um, <laughs> And I think political turmoil. I don't. I don't yeah. read enough of the news, but it seems like no. he, uh, maybe some political turmoil. There's only so much of the news you can you can handle. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> to, 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 to be perfectly honest here. Um, all right. So what are the odds for that, Dan? Hit me with. Uh, it. I'll say the Oliver. Light favorite, negative one sixty. Yeah, one fifty five minus one fifty five for Dol Bronx plus one thirty five for Mister Gaethje. Yeah, that sounds about right. I, I think I think we both said we were picking. At least on on the service, we're both going to pick uh, Oliveira, right? Yeah, and I don't I don't even hate that number for Oliveira either, um, no. because like you know I I think Gaethje kind of reared his ugly head in that Habib fight, and it's you know it's Habib, it's different, yep. right? And we, we can keep playing that story, but like he looked like a fish out of water on his back, and that is 
particularly alarming when you're about to fight somebody who fights the way that Oliveira does. Yep, that is that is true. Uh, what's that Habib guy's last name again? Nurmagomedov. <laughs> right, made it, okay. Well, and you're, he, so you can you can make jokes about how you don't know how to say Russian names, yeah. but you're about to step in a whole oh, pile a of it today. <laughs> I got I got a lot, but no, honestly, uh, saying Syed, I know I'm joking around, basically Syed Nurmagomedov, but it is different than saying Habib Nurmagomedov. It, my brain does does it just of, doesn't like, register the right way for a second. Like, okay, how do you say <laughs> that name again? And then I just make it into a bit, so it looks like I'm not. Old and and Cena, but all right. um, Speaking of, this is actually, these transitions are beautiful, except I'm going to crowbar some ad reads in the middle. But anyhow, uh, (laughs) we're going to talk about Habib's, Eagle FC's Habib's, uh, Habib's uh, home promotion, the one that he actually, actually runs, the one that he's the benevolent Dana White for. Um, I wish I could tell you how much everyone's getting paid for this one, but I just got the Florida Athletic Commission just got back to me and Eagle FC will not release that to the public, unfortunately. So I would be very interested in, in what they're paying because there's a lot of a lot of big names, uh, as big as you're going to get outside of the UFC or, or Bellator. So um, let's, we'll hop into that in a sec. But first, the people that keep the lights on in, in the MMA Gambling Podcast Studios North and MMA Podcast Studios South, it would be WinBet, would be one of the lovely companies. Ready to bet? Sorry. Let's start again. Cut that part, okay, Dan? We're going to cut because we don't want, I don't want people to hear how bad I am. I don't cut any of your No! Um, people have not heard me fumble around on the ad reads before. They're going to be shocked. Oh, God. All right. <laughs> Take two. Ready to win money and booster odds. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. Bringing the excitement of win Las Vegas online sports betting casino play. Exclusive rewards right at your fingertips. Get in all your favorite teams, players, and sports from NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, golf, MMA, WNBA, college football, and more. Plus, get ready for this for the people. Oh, this is a place Dan used to hang out in. WinBet is now beginning pre-registration for the state of Louisiana. Place a $10 bet, and regardless of the outcome, you receive $250 in free bets when WinBet goes live in Louisiana. All other customers have a chance to get $200 in free bets with the same $10 bet. Great promos, odds, and payouts are happening Right now at WinBet, from Boosted Parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport, we have what you need to win. Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com. Perfect ad read. Everybody didn't didn't mess that one up at all. Let's tell you about Better Fantasy, too, while we're at it. Fantasy season may be over, but the action is still coming on the Better Fantasy app. Download the free-to-play app today to bet on player props for the NFL playoffs. You can also enter the player prop pools and score big when you win. We love Better Fantasy because we can win awesome prizes and even raise some money for charity along the way. It's totally free-to-play. You'll earn better credits by completing challenges and use them to place your bets. Better Fantasy is available worldwide in all 50 states, so download the app today over at betterfantasy.com slash SGPN. That's B-E-T-T-O-R fantasy.com slash S-G-P-N. And on with the show, Eagle FC 44, this would be. Have you watched much Eagle FC in the past? Well, so it, it, for those of you who are not familiar, it didn't used to be called Eagle FC. It was just um, Eagle it, it actually used to be GFC. Um, it really? Went, okay. I'm gorilla, thinking of something else. Yeah, you're thinking of EFC, the uh, African promotion, right? Oh, again with the South – yes, the South African one again. I'm thinking right. of which, aren't I? Which, which has the same initials, which was why it was weird uh, yeah. when Habib changed the name of the organization because it used to be GFC, and the G stood for gorilla. Uh, well, gorilla. Habib could be a gorilla, actually. 
It was yeah, yeah Gorilla's so, probably a better nickname than Eagle for him. Yeah, but it was Gorilla Fighting Championship for a while. He bought it, kept all of the things in the promotion and the numbering the same, changed the Gorilla to an Eagle. But then EFC, there's like 80 EFCs already in existence. So it was like kind yeah. of a weird move in that point. But obviously he wanted it named after his nickname. And there's probably some significance to his his dad in there and all that kind of stuff. But um, it was a really weird move for somebody who was like, you know, had a promotion that was named the same thing for, you know, I think he's had two or three events since he took over. Um, you know, it, it was a well-established promotion by that point. So I think I had seen a little bit of, um, Gorilla FC, although I'll, I'll be it not very much because it, it did not have very star studded names on it, but I will say he kicked it up a notch after he bought them. He brought on not just like big names Americans will know for this American debut, um, but prior, he had brought on some really big names for uh, for Russian guys who, you know, probably had already deserved their UFC shot. Who wins in the fight, an eagle or a gorilla? Go. Gorilla. Yeah. Always yeah, a gorilla. I guess. So. Yeah. <laughs> I guess so. Yeah. Always a gorilla. That's it. Here we go. I'm writing that down, Dan. Uh, name that's, of this episode, everyone. That's the name. Always a gorilla. <laughs> Always a gorilla. Okay. Everyone will know that by the time they hear this, but that. Unless something amazing comes up, unless Dan says something super amazing, like his grandparents have 16 teeth, something like that. If something like that comes up, then I'll change the title, but as of now, always 16, a gorilla. 16 fingers. 16 fingers, I'm sorry. Probably less than that. Less than that in the teeth department, right? <laughs> no, they, their teeth are all intact. Oh, no, actually, my grandma lost a lot of her teeth. I'm pretty sure she has dentures now. <laughs> <laughs> all right. This is not a denture show. Soon, though, I, I'm, uh, another few decades, I'll I'll be there. All right, Eagle FC 44, Karatona versus Spong is going down from the FLX Cast Arena. Where is that, you may ask? Miami, Florida is where it would be. We've got 11 fights on the night. It, and the night would be Friday, this Friday, coming up, 6 p.m. Eastern time. Um, like uh, Dan said, Habib has turned it up a notch uh, with, with some big names on this card. A lot, some people are, are, are arguing that this may be the better card than, than Bellator this weekend. I think top to bottom, that's true. Um, yeah. You know, like I, I, I've said this a hundred times, but like w- when you look at a Bellator card and you look at the first prelim, and you know, you can use this mm-hmm. this weekend's if you'd like. You know, UFC 273. We're talking about, uh, you know, a guy who's two and Yeah, we're we're talking about a guy who's two and oh, or you know, like there's other guys on the card who are five and four, and like people like that. Um, and, and they've gotten better over the years, but like guys like that in like the, the opening fight on the UFC fight card is a dude who has fought a half dozen times in the U or in, in Bellator against guys like Keith Lee and Leandro Ego in like beat Joe Warren, who is a champion in Bellator. And that dude is kicking off the fight card. So um, yeah, like it's, it's hard for me to, to sit there and say the bottom of Eagle FC is not way better than the bottom of the, the Bellator card at the top, a couple of wash names here at the top of, of older yeah. dudes. But at the same time, I, I think intriguing, if nothing else. Yep. All right. Do they have before honest, we're going to break down the card honest, but do they have champions in this promotion or not yet? Yes, I do believe they do, but most of them are Russian-based. I will get uh, on that information in a second. But you go ahead. The intern will get on that. Yeah. 
All right. Everybody should have more unpaid interns. (laughs) The whole world needs more unpaid interns. All right. Yeah, no, they they do have champions. Um, uh, Just about all of them are uh, Eastern European based. It looks like we got a Russian. Looks like we got a fighter from Tajikistan. Two fighters from Tajikistan. Three more Russians. Three more Russians and a Kyrgyzstani. So. Um, my guess is the reason why we don't have a title fight on all of this is because, uh, none of them were going to be able to fly over and defend them. Uh, and the U S would much rather just see, um, you know, the, the usual grouping of fighters that they, uh, that they're used to seeing. I had a good joke there, but this isn't a, a political show. So I'll just going to let it slide. Um, <laughs> But Tajikistan doesn't exist. You made up that place. I've never heard of Tajikistan. T- Tajikistan. No. Um. There's there was a UFC fighter from. Is it for real? Yeah, I think so. Hang on. Now you're gonna make me. Oh God. What have I done? Yeah. And, anyway, done you, now, you, right? you go ahead. You go ahead. I'll, I'll come up with the, yeah. the name of it. I tried to, and you interrupted me with you interrupted me with your with your um answer my question that I asked you. All right. <laughs> Main event is a heavyweight fight. Um, we got. Tyrone Sponge, a.k.a. Tyrone Sponge, I think his name may be uh, alternately pronounced in some parts of the U.S., but we'll go with him, Tyrone Spong, versus Sergei Karatonov. Um, this will be at heavyweight, even though Spong is normally a light heavyweight. This will be his, I think, his debut at heavyweight, at least in MMA it is. Um, his nickname is King of the Ring. He's 2-0 and in uh, MMA. He won one fight via knockout. Both of those fights were in World Series of Fighting. His last MMA fight was 2013. Uh, he likes to dabble around in lots of different sports. He's 14-0 in boxing. He's This is only his incomplete kickboxing record, but the incomplete record is 107 wins, 7 losses, <laughs> 1 draw, 1 no contest. And he's a champ there, so that's kind of why he hasn't fought MMA for a while, but he seems to be back in MMA. Um, like I said in the last podcast, kind of a disappointment that he didn't stick with MMA. I was looking forward to seeing him, um, seeing how he did. But regardless, he's back now. He's five years younger than Karatonov, minus 188, coming back in him. Karatonov's nickname is Paratrooper. That's a boring nickname. Just give yourself a, a job nickname. Yeah. Like I, Carpenter? It, it's not good. <laughs> <laughs> like the Carpenter? Or I guess there are quite a few job nicknames, aren't there? Yeah, there, there's quite a few in there. All right. He's 33-9, two no contest. Uh, no contests, plural, 22 knockouts, nine submissions. So he is a finisher. He's won four times with a knockout. He's won four times with a sub. Oh, sorry. He's lost four times via knockout, lost four times via sub, as I butcher my stats here. He's won three of his last four, including his last fight. Uh, in Bellator, he was three and three with one no contest. In Strike Force, one and one. In Dream, one and one. And in Pride, seven and three. You may have been able in to guess. Pride. In, in Pride. In Pride. <laughs> you may, Pride FC. You may have uh, been able to guess that he's been around for a while. 2000 was his debut. He's a multiple time champion. MMA, boxing, and kickboxing. He's two inches taller than Sponge. Or Spong. Or Sponge. Uh, two, inches taller, two inches of reach. Based on their last win, 60 pounds heavier. But I'm pretty sure uh, Sponge will have... Um, bulked up from his last uh, fight eight years or nine years ago when he was a uh, late heavyweight. Uh, you can get Karatonov at plus 158. Now, I forgot to mention, Dan hinted on the SGPN Slack channel that he was going to go with the big dog this uh, on one of the cards, either this or the Bellator card. I'm guessing this may be the dog. I'm guessing he's going to take Karatonov here. 
You are wrong. I'm going to take Tyrone oh. Spong. Um, I, I really do like Sergei Karatanov. Did you say his name? Spong? Spong, yeah. <laughs> um, you sure it's not Sponge? I'm positive, yes. Um, despite the fact that Karatanov beat Andrei Arlovsky back in the day, I do still like him. The problem for me in this one is that, like, so Spong is, you know, it looks like he's got this big gap of time. But, like, if you go back and you look at his last win in UFC, which is, or in, in MMA, which is nine years ago, he beat a dude who's been on the Contender Series since then. Uh, and is, it w- was a really damn good fighter in the main event of a World Series of Fighting event. So he was good back then already. Um, and, and, you know, like a lot of people are like, you know, how are you going to beat a guy who's a world-class kickboxer? Well, you know, it's MMA. You take him down. Sergey Karatanov is not taking anybody down, right? Like he's yeah. just going to go in there and kickbox with a kickboxer. That's a terrible idea because um, Swong hits harder than him. It is at this stage in their career is way faster than him. So I like Swong, and I, I actually really like the number on Swong here too. I was totally, totally whiffed on that one, though, didn't I? All right. So Sponge is the pick, Dan says. Right? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> You're not going to say it. Fine. No, I'm uh, talking Ty- Tyrone. <laughs> Tyron Spong is the pick. All right. Um, you think it'll be a good fight, or, or you think it's going to be one-sided? I mean, I think the problem is, is that it's only going to take one big blow, um, and I yeah. I don't know how long it's going to take Spong to throw that blow, um, but I, I imagine not long. Okay. There you go. How about this fight? Next one, uh, we'll see how this one goes. Rashad Evans is coming back, everyone. Just what we, <laughs> we asked for. We wanted former champs uh, Rashad Evans come back. He's fighting light heavyweight fight against Gabriel Chico. Is that how you pronounce it, Dan? Che- Checho. Or is it Chesco? Chesco? Chesco. Chesco, okay. Where is he from? Is that why I mispronounced it? He's, he's, he's from... Brazilian. Oh, really? Huh. That's not really a Brazilian type name, but apparently it is. All right, let's break it down. Shoga Evans, 19-8-1, seven knockouts, two submissions. He's been knocked on himself three times. 14-8-1 in the UFC, where he was the light heavyweight champ. Get this. He's lost his last five fights. Um, <laughs> he lost via KO his last fight, which was way back in 2018. His last win was 2013. Um, he also, in addition to being the light heavyweight champ, he also was the uh, ultimate fighter champ because everything comes back to the ultimate fighter. He was 3-0 there and the champion. That was that, that was heavyweight. That was heavyweight season, right? That was the heavyweight season, yeah. And he also has fought at middleweight. Um, he made his pro debut in 2004. He's got three inches of reach over Chick Cole, as Dan says. It's Chick Cole, right? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> this is a fun pronunciation episode. Plus 200 for Evans, if you want that. Uh, Chet Cole's nickname is Zangief. So we got another Street Fighter nickname coming up later, too. So, uh, And he has hair just like that character, Zangief. Did you use Zangief much in Street Fighter, Dan? No, I was more of a Mortal Kombat guy than I was a Street Fighter guy, if I'm being that's real right. honest. We went through yeah. all this, didn't we? Yeah. yeah I'm, we, we, I'm more... we had a poll and everything. Yeah, and that's right. Everybody agreed that Mortal Kombat was the superior yep. game. Yep, <laughs> it's true. All right, uh, let's tell you about Zangief. He's 12-5, seven knockouts, five submissions, so everything is a finish for him. He's been knocked out twice and submitted once. He's gone win-loss win over his last three. He won his last fight via TKO. He also used to fight at middleweight. Two inches of height on Evans, seven years younger, minus 245, over to our analysis here. I'm going with Checo. Um, I I don't think it's a good idea to pick Rashad Evans off of this kind of (laughs) layoff. No. And and he hasn't done me any favors with his quotes in the news lately either. Did you hear what he said about John? No, go ahead. His 
His quote about John Jones is he really just needs five grams of mushrooms to set his mind free. And I was like, oh, cool. Not only has Rashad Evans not won in like 10 years, uh, but he also is doing shrooms all the time. So, um, yeah, like what hope do you have for him? I'll also say this. Like it's another one of those matchups that I just think is a nightmare for the older guy here because like I said with Karatanov, if he could wrestle, do I think he could beat the kickboxer? For sure. Um, in, in like, what's Evans do best? Like, what got him to the top? He's a good wrestler, right? He's up against a guy who is, like, constantly testing himself against the best jujitsu guys in the world. Like, this guy has grappled Craig Jones and Gordon Ryan and William Tackett and, like, he's, he was in there with, um, with Mason Fowler recently. Like, he's a guy who tests himself against, like, the very best grapplers in the world and he, like, regularly beats, like, UFC-level grapplers. Like, he, he tapped out uh, Danilo Marquez somewhat recently. So he's, like, a very strong grappler who owns his own jiu-jitsu studio. So, like, why would I trust old Rashad Evans on Mushrooms coming back and probably trying to wrestle a dude who's good at jiu-jitsu? Uh, it, it seems like a nightmare matchup. I'm going with Checho. And, again, I don't hate the number there either. I can't believe Rashad Evans – is only negative 200 or a plus 200 yeah, plus 200. Yeah. Hammer that line while you can, if, if it hasn't gone cuckoo since, uh, since this podcast dropped. But if you're listening to us on our MMA gambling podcast feed, you'll be listening to this immediately after we sent it off into cyberspace. So the line will not, hopefully will not have moved too much since then. All right, let's, um, before we move on, let's tell you about the mighty, mighty Manscaped support for the MMA gambling podcast is brought to you by Manscaped who is the best in men's and below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped recently launched the Ultimate Men's Hygiene Bundle, the Performance Package. Join over 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code SGP, of course, at just SGP, not the of course part. Uh, SGP is the code. At manscaped.com. If my math is correct, how many balls is that, Dan? We, we did this last time. How, <laughs> how many balls? Well, that, that's that's discriminatory against people who may not have or may have three or one. It's saying it's eight million balls, but not everyone's built the same, Dan. Right? Yeah, but I mean, on average, you uh, I guess so, yeah. Someone, if, if you have four million. Same, if you have the same a, number of threes and ones, yeah, you're, true. you're still at the average <laughs> of two. Ones. Threes and ones. Um, no, Dan's going to tell a story about how not, you're going to tell a story about how Manscaped helped your confidence because you hurt yourself trimming. Go ahead. <laughs> no, no, you're, you're the average guy. I don't. Yeah, no, I don't. You're, you're the story guy. That's true. All right. No, then let me tell you more about. We we don't have a story, unfortunately, but but we know the product's good because we hear it advertised in every podcast we listen to, pretty much, right? Uh, the performance package 4.0 by Manscaped has arrived, and oh man, is it a game changer! Inside this package, you'll find the lawnmower 4.0. Trimmer, Weed Whacker, Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer, Crop Preserver, Ball Deodorant, Crop Reviver, Toner, Performance Boxer Briefs, and a Travel Bag to hold your goodies. First off, the Lawnmower 4.0. This trimmer is the future of grooming, and dare I say, the greatest ball trimmer ever, perhaps. Their fourth-generation trimmer features a cutting-edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin-safe technology. The Lawnmower 4.0 is waterproof and also has a 4,000K, sorry, 400K, duh, LED spotlight you need for a more precise shave because this trimmer is waterproof. You can say goodbye to the mess on the bathroom floor. You thought oh, that was good. They're going to give you more, Dan. Want to take it to the, your grooming to an even further level, not look like a mountain man anymore. The performance package 4.0 also includes the weed whacker nose and ear hair trimmer. 
WeWalker is also waterproof and provides proprietary skin-safe technology, which helps reduce nicks, snags, and tugs in those delicate nose holes. Their crop preserver, ball deodorant, and crop reviver, ball toner will change the way you approach your hygiene routine. Trust me when I say this, fellas, your balls will thank you if they can talk. Can your balls talk, Dan? They cannot. Okay. <laughs> Just checking. <laughs> Canadian ones don't, but I don't know. I haven't seen a lot of American ones, so I thought I would check. Not, no. a, not a lot of American Not ones. a lot. Nope. Uh, Manscaped even threw in two free gifts to their performance package 4.0, the Manscaped Boxers and Shed Travel Bag. Bring your comfort and boxes to another level. It's time to take care of yourself, so go to manscaped.com and get 20% off plus free shipping with promo code SGP. All right, let's do some more fights, shall we? So I'm gonna I'm gonna week. quick pause and I'm I'm gonna be the one doing Go. the transition here. Um, speaking of balls, um, I did find <laughs> that uh, there is one UFC fighter who was born in Tajikistan. Oh yes. Using and that why? transition, can you tell yes. me who it is? <laughs> balls, balls. Someone with. Hmm. hmm. So it's a male. <laughs> that, that's a good. That's a good first hint. Hmm. Is it the guy my son says I look like? No, that's a good guess though. <laughs> who, who, who is it then? It's your, it's your good buddy Mahmoud Muradov, who you love oh, so much. Oh, oh boy, he's yeah. coming up soon. Oh, Dan's favorite, uh, yeah, Dan's favorite actor. We're gonna I, talk you can't him. just turn it on me. I just, I said it was your favorite. I'm turn it on you. You don't, you don't get to then be like, oh, oh Dan's favorite. Yeah, like I, no, I, I said I, it was your favorite. <laughs> it's true. Okay, I did, I didn't hear that part. It's true. It's true. I can't just throw it right back at you. Yeah. Um. He's don't you use him, right? You, you remember his 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 name? No, I don't. I'm not to, <laughs> I told everyone not to Google it, but I can't remember what it is now. <laughs> we'll, have to, uh, we'll have to wait until he's fighting again. Anyway, yep. let's let's get back to he's, what we actually care about. <laughs> I, I think he just had a fight now, so it will be soon. Uh, um, what are we talking about next? Let's talk about little guys. Fairly little, in relative speaking. Ben Waits, Ray Borg, you may know. Cody Gibson, you may also know that name. Uh, they're fighting in a bantamweight fight, as I said. Cody Gibson is the renegade. He's 18-7, seven knockouts, three submissions. He's lost four times via submission, so that seems to be the Achilles heel, so to speak. He's won three straight fights, including his last win, which was over UFC veteran John Dodson. He, uh, he being Gibson, went 1-3 in his UFC run. Uh, he was the Tachi Palace fight champ, I think, multiple times. Um, he's six inches taller than Borg, eight inches of reach. On him, how does he get down to bantamweight? Uh, he's at plus 135, which is fitting since this fight is at 135 pounds. Ray Bork, the Tex Mexican Devil, 13 and 5, one knockout, six submissions. He's won three straight, also. Sorry, he's won three of four, including his last fight. He went seven and five in the UFC. He used to fight at flyweight. He's had a lot of trouble with weight cuts. He's missed weight four times. I think some of those were at bantamweight, also. So something to keep in mind. He was the SCS champ which I don't know what it is, and Dan probably doesn't either. Uh, he's six years younger than Gibson, minus 163. Break it down. I, I'm going to go with Gibson on this one. It's not the big underdog I teased, uh, because he isn't uh, all that much of an underdog, yeah. but not not for anything. Like, Bray Borg has had big ups and downs in his career, and some of it's due to personal stuff that we don't really need to get into, but he, he looks really good at some times, and he looks really awful at other times. And it's another one of those ones where he's up against a lifetime wrestler who, yeah, he, he disappeared for like three years and had pseudo-retired, but bounced back with a huge knockout over a real prospect in, in Louis Sanalkis and then also beat John Dodson. He's coming off of a win over John Dodson, which is 
not nothing, right? And it wasn't even that long ago. It was just two or three months ago. You know, Ray Bork's coming off of a win of his own, but, you know, I, I don't know that a win over Jesse Arnett is as impressive because he's a guy who, you know, is probably not as good at wrestling as he is at so many other things. And Ray Borgs has got losses to guys like Casey Kenny and Ricky Simone, who are both good wrestlers. So I, I kind of think Cody Gibson's just going to out-wrestle him in this one. There you go. Take that. Cody Gibson gets you some plus 135 money on this here card. All right, the last fight we are going to break down is a welterweight fight. John Howard versus Ramazan Kermagomedov. We got another Madov, Madov, Gomedov on the, on the fight, except his is Kura. Ma Gomadov, which is a new one. Um, Howard is doomsday. 28, 17, and 1. 10 knockouts, 7 submissions. He's been knocked out 4 times, submitted 2 times. He's got a loss, win, loss, win, loss. Uh, loss being his last fight. We, we uh, have learned that you should always pay attention to these uh, these patterns, so I'll just put that out there. Um, he's four. He was 4, 4, and 1 in PFL slash WSOF. You find in both uh, names of that promotion. He was in the UFC for two stints where he went 7-7. Seven seven. Uh, he's won multiple championships and regional promotions. He used to fight at middleweight. He made his debut way back in 2004, plus 315. Kirama Golmedov, 9-0, one knockout, five submissions. 1-0 on the Contender Series, 1-0 in PFL. He also used to fight at middleweight. He's six years, sorry, he's got six inches of height over Howard, two inches of reach, 13 years younger, minus 350. This surely is not the huge underdog. You're not going to be a Massachusetts <laughs> homer and take john howard are you i sure am yeah i'm oh, taking john on. howard this, one. this is my big underdog no in in you you can say it's a homer thing or you could say it's the, i'm fading ramazan kuramegamedov first of all because okay for for everything that he is right he's nine and oh and his last name is kuramegamedov right scary stuff he's had a relatively low that really good yeah kuramegamedov um kuramegamedov he has a relatively low level of competition in that run. Um, a, a lot of his wins are by submission, which I, I just can't see him submitting Doomsday Howard. And in addition to that, do you remember Kura Megamedov on the Contender Series? He fought Jordan mm, I Williams. I don't remember anything, Dan. He, he fought Jordan Williams, a guy who looked fucking awful in the UFC. Like, really wow. fucking bad. You know, it is harsh. I love Jordan Williams. Interviewed him multiple times. He looked really bad in three UFC fights. He got beat up badly in all three of them. But I thought he beat Ramazan Kuramegamedov. It was a split decision. I think the ju- two of the judges got it wrong, and the fight should have gone to Jordan Williams. So you're telling me a guy who went in there and got blasted by Mickey Gall on the feet may have outstruck slash grappled uh, Kuramegamedov? If that's the case, I actually think Jordan Howard is, or uh, John Howard is better than Jordan Williams. So I, I'm giving him a chance. And if you see a number like plus 300 in a fight that you think is is fairly close, I, I think you got to go dog or pass here. Are you um, doing MMA math here, Dan? It sounds a lot like MMA so, math. There was a here. little MMA math in there, but mostly it was that Kuramegamedov does not look like a dude who should be a a negative 350 favorite over anybody like and I get that he's nine and oh and he he keeps winning and getting submissions but like he won a split decision over Jordan Williams like it he and and I'll be honest I thought he lost so why take him at at awful odds like that 
What did Jordan Williams ever do to you, Dan, for God's sake? I love Jordan Williams. I'm like a Did he come to your house fan. and kick Muggsy or something? <laughs> I'm yeah, a he was big, jumping all over him. I'm a big fan of him. But that being said. It sounds like it. I just don't think he won that fight. Uh, <laughs> or I do think he won that fight, and I don't think he looked good in the UFC. So right. there you all have right. it. There you go. Plus 315. Get in on it if you're foolish enough. Well, actually, if you live in a state that starts with M-A-S-S, then you may want to get in on that fight. So that's the only reason you're picking him. No, it's you not. Can, I swear. You can, you can say that. You I haven't seen Kuramaga Madoff, so I, oh, I, I guess I have seen him. He's, he didn't leave a mark on me. So maybe that's, that's all you need to know right there. Yeah, and, and I will say, like, honestly, like, it, if you've got ESPN Plus or, or Fight Pass or whatever, you can watch things back on. Like, go watch that fight. I'm pretty sure in the – when they, Dana decides to pass on Kura Megamedov, he says, I thought he lost the fight, so I'm not going to sign yeah. him. Well, we should always listen to Dana White. He's he's a genius. So, all right, that's all the fights we're actually going to do big breakdowns on for Eagle. Is there anything else, any other – picks you want to make or any anybody else that we should keep our eyes on or anyone that we should throw money on or any props parlays anything like that on the rest yeah, of the card or even on a, those fights there's a couple who i i have put together in like parlays and stuff like i, I think like rogs of enough or uh, Roz Haboff, uh who you might remember from pfl he's fighting zach zane who's a bellator vet i, I think rods should have no problem in that fight um He's a guy who went to the PFL championships twice, didn't win either of them, uh, lost in the million-dollar fight twice, which is pretty huge bummer. Um, yeah. But, like, you know, it was right there, whereas Zach Zane's a guy, you know, who who's won a few, lost a few in in uh, Bellator, and also lost on Contender Series, which I forgot all about. Um, so, yeah, like, I'm not huge on Zach Zane. I will also say I'm taking Miles Huntsinger, which is another name you guys might be familiar with. Um, his odds are not terribly bad against DeMarcus Jackson. Um, DeMarcus Jackson, another name you might have heard of being a former UFC vet. Um, and Bellator vet? Bellator vet. Currently yeah, fighting in Bellator? Both. I think if yeah, DeMarcus maybe. Johnson was in the UFC. DeMarcus Jackson was in Bellator. Oh, yeah, this is a different yeah, guy. Yeah, That's yeah, right. yeah, different guy. Um, but Miles Huntsinger was on the Ultimate Fighter. He's the guy who hurt his knee in the last season and didn't ever actually fight. I actually think he would have won the show. So um, I'm pretty in on Huntsinger here. Um, so those two, I, I got my eye on checking out lines and stuff. But, uh, yeah, the, the, the big one's what up at the top with, with John Howard. Yeah, it's true. Very true. Um, let me get your numbers on those ones, Dan said. Unless you it was right it was negative. Yeah, it was negative three fifty last I saw for Rodzvabov. Um, so a little bit less attractive there, and it was like negative one eighty or negative one seventy five for Huntsinger. Okay, cool. Very very cool. All right, All right. Um, so that concludes Eagle FC. But let's not conclude our podcast, obviously. But we still have some Bellator picks to give you. But first, let me tell you about a brand new sponsor. Or our sponsors come back. Stable Duel, there are never enough things to gamble on, which a lot of the degens found out on Christmas Eve when they were gambling on Russian women's volleyball. So, But the one sport that runs 365 days a year is horse racing. Best part is now there's a way to play the ponies, especially if you're brand new to the sport. Check out Stable Duel, a daily fantasy-style app where you can play free and paid games for real cash prizes. Pick your horses, build your stable, and play against others to move up the leaderboard. Win as much as $15,000 with one entry. And this Saturday, they even have a $40,000 contest. Holy moly. That's almost as much as we make per episode of this podcast. That's wild. 
Don't know anything about horses? Not too worried. The app gives you clear data on which horses to select to build your best strategy. The app is free to download at StableDuel.com. Multiple games are offered each day with free games weekly at tracks all over the United States. Get in the app, create your account, and start building your stables today. Invite your friends and play against to play against you or play against your stables. You can even follow them in the app, and we can compare our own stats. Download now at StableDuel.com and see how many winners you can pick in your stable. See you in the winner's circle. Play, race, and win. Do you ever tame any wild horses in the Wild Mountains of Massachusetts, Massachusetts stand? <laughs> We, I'm sure there's we a don't, whole bunch of wild horses and boars running around. We don't have – we actually don't have boars either. We don't have horses or boars. We have very little no. <laughs> uh, diversity in our wildlife. It's like black bears and white-tailed deer, and that's pretty much it. Yeah, I, I didn't think you did. I was joking. But we don't we, – we have the deers I see pretty much every day, but not the bears, thankfully. Bears are farther up north, so – Oh, we have um, lots of say, bears. I, I have bears regularly. I, I know. We've I mean, heard about them. <laughs> we, we've, we've heard about your, your dad and making friends with them. We've, we've heard. Inviting them in the house and stuff. But, but not just, but not that just my – that, that's <laughs> not just in my dad's, like, mountain cabin. That, that's uh, – we have those out in, in my, like, more civilized portion of Massachusetts now. Yeah, you're in, like, a 20,000-people town kind of, <laughs> yeah. right? You're, yeah. You're, we, in the big, you're big time now. We're, we're big time in it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's tell you about PropSwap. Speaking of big time in it, uh, we're brought to you by PropSwap, where America buys and sells sports bets. The only thing more exciting than watching the NFL playoffs is prop swapping the NFL playoffs. Hey, they made themselves into a verb. Last weekend was PropSwap's biggest week ever as betters across the country cashed in on their Super Bowl futures. Like Zach from Colorado, who sold a $100, 150 150 to one Bengals Super Bowl ticket for fifteen hundred bucks. Zach locked in his profit when he turned his hundred dollar bet into fifteen hundred, and the buyer got better odds than any sports book. PropSwap has thousands of buyers across the country, so you always find the best odds and collect the most money for your bets. Hurry and download the free PropSwap app today. PropSwap has fantastic features like filtering listed tickets based on the best value, a free activity feed to stay in the know with all the big sales and red hot tickets for sale. The loyalty rewards program that turns your ticket sales into extra bonus cash and a first deposit cash match. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit, and PropSwap will match your deposit up to 500 bucks. Join the real sports bettors on PropSwap, where America buys and sells sports bets. And let's tell you about SGPN. While I'm telling you about stuff, download our app. Please and thank you if you haven't already. We're live in the App Store and Google Play. It gives you easy access to all our picks, podcasts, so you can know when we drop new content. They're always giving away, boss are always giving away money in contests. Uh, you need the app to get in on those too. So grab the app, give us an amazing app review. Give this podcast an amazing app review while you're at it. Come on, it wouldn't kill you. And download the SGPN app today. I believe that is all our sponsors for this week. Thank you, sponsors. All right, moving on to Bellator 273, Bader versus Moldovsky. We have more Eastern European names. Uh, this one is going down Saturday. This Saturday, 7 p.m. Eastern. It is on Showtime in the U.S. Uh, YouTube for us people in Canada. Get it for free. Ha ha. Um, it is from the Footprint Center in Phoenix, Arizona. I will actually be able to get you fighter purse info because Arizona is one of the states that actually released it. So I will have that on the MMA-Manifesto website early next week or whenever they send it to me. So main event, we got... For the Bellator MMA Heavyweight Championship, a unification fight, just like the UFC did. Bellator is copying. Ryan Bader, current champ versus interim champ, Valentin Moldovsky. Um, let's break it down once I open my spreadsheet. Let's do it. Darth Bader. Ha, ha, ha. Good nickname. 28-7. Uh, and seven, One no contest. 
12 knockouts, three submissions. He's been knocked out himself five times, submitted twice. So all of his losses have come via decision, or not decision, via not decision, <laughs> via finish. So something to keep an eye on if you're playing some props here. He's 6-2 and two with one no contest in Bellator. He was at one time the light heavyweight and heavyweight champion. Uh, he lost the light heavyweight crown, and now he's just the heavyweight champion. Uh, I think I said the last time he fought at heavy was 2019 because he's been in, uh, doing light heavyweight work in their tournament and losing his belt. Um, so over his last few fights, last three fights, loss, win, loss. Last fight, he got TKO'd by Corey Anderson, I believe, and lost. He was in the UFC, where most of you probably will remember him, where he went 15-5. and five. He also was the ultimate fighter champion. Also, he was 3-0 and in the house and then won the championship. He also was a wrestling champ in college. I think they call those All-Americans. Um, he's an inch taller than Modofsky, plus 260. Uh, and Dan already gave us his big underdog, so I'm guessing this isn't it. Uh, Modofsky, 11-1, one knockout, three submissions. So he does not finish people, and he's never been finished himself in a fight. So keep that in mind if you're going Modofsky here. 6-0 Bellator, he's the interim champion, which he won in his last fight. He's won six straight fights, um, which were all in Bellator. Uh, he also fought in Ryzen. He was a multiple-time Sambo champion in Russia. He's nine years younger than Bader. Got inch reach on a minus 300. Is Bader shot and or uh, is Bader shot and can Modofsky take advantage of it? Or is, does Bader still have gas in tank and Modofsky is going to be in the main half? I, so I don't think Bader's shot. Uh, I, I think Bader was always a guy who, uh, you know, like has really good wrestling, but is going to really struggle to beat dudes who can wrestle with him. Um, you know, like we, we saw it a little bit in the UFC. You know, like those, those are his his tougher fights, and we've seen it since in Bellator, right? Like that that was his problem in the the loss to well, I guess the loss to Corey Anderson was fast enough that we can't really count it, but the loss to Vadim Nemkov, like again, it was just sort of he couldn't out wrestle him. He had to strike with him, and Nemkov's a better striker, and he he stayed on the feet too long with. Corey Anderson, which granted was only 51 minutes. Like we saw the same problem with Anthony Rumble Johnson and Glover Teixeira and, and Loyola Machida, who's got good takedown defense and Tito Ortiz and John Jones and like people who can wrestle beat him. And he's fighting a, a heavyweight who just happens to be fucking really good at wrestling. So I don't think he's shot. I think he has a type that beats him. And it just happens that this is the worst matchup for him. And is it going to be a very boring fight? Yeah, Modofsky did not finish. Ter terribly boring. Terribly boring. Yeah. Modofsky via decision. Is that yeah. the, the play here? That's definitely the play. Get... Yeah. He, he's going to grind. Yeah, Although I wouldn't, be for that. I wouldn't be surprised if he came in and, and dropped some ground and pound as Bader got tired too. Like he has finished some people. But yeah, I do expect this probably to go the distance. You know what the odds are um, for Modofsky via decision as I furiously look it up? Do you have that off the top I, of your head or not? I don't because Bellator is it typically very hard right. to find props on Bellator. Yeah. Well, it's going to be better than minus 300 for him to win outright. So at the very least, that will be uh, – um, let me see if I can find it here on this here site. So it's going to be boring, you said. 25 minutes of boredom. Yeah, well, yeah I, I think it is. And, again, I, I think uh, – Depending on the book that you're working with in what they do with Bellator, you're going to have a hard time finding props, too. They're really late with them. 
All right, uh, Modowski via decision plus two fifty. I see it anywhere from plus one ninety five to plus two fifty. So hammer that right. Plus money on Moldovsky yes. by decision. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that seems wrong. But okay, yeah. If if it's, somebody it's multiple, posted it's one, two, three, four. It's six different books, dude. That's six different books have them at, at Why? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I guess Why we think uh <laughs> Yeah. I yeah, get on that. Think, get on that now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> get on that right now. Um all right. You may know a name, uh another former actually Bader wasn't a champ, never mind, just a tough champ. Uh um we have a former UFC, a real UFC champ in the co main event, Benson Henderson. Uh, returning to lightweight, fighting Islam Mamadov. Um, let me see. Henderson, he's smooth. He's 28 and 11, five knockouts, nine submissions. He's been knocked out himself twice and submitted two times. He's lost three straight fights. He's gone five and six in Bellator. He's not exactly gone as planned, and he's lost multiple title fights in multiple weight classes there. He was 11-3 in the UFC where he was the lightweight champ. He also was 5-1 and one in my favorite promotion, WEC, Never Die, where he also was the champion at lightweight. He used to fight up at welterweight. Uh, this is his foray back down to lightweight. He made his debut 16 years ago, 2006. He also is a grappling champ. He's at plus 340 uh, for Islam against Islam Mamadov, who is 21-1. Four knockouts, nine submissions. His one loss came via knockout. He's 1-0 in Bellator. He's won two straight fights, 20 straight fights, undefeated streak going on here. He went 8-0-1 in PFL slash WSOF. He's six years younger than Henderson, three inches of height, two inches of reach, minus 380 coming back on him. Yeah, I, I'm going with Mamadoff. Uh, look, I, I don't think that it's like it would be crazy if Benson won, but like, again, it's just one of those ones that's kind of a terrible matchup for him. He's he's fighting a guy who can out-wrestle him fairly easily and who has out-wrestled everybody except for the aforementioned Loic Razavov who fights in Eagle FC. He even beat Brett Primus. Like, yeah, I, I don't think Benson's got a really good chance here. I, th- I think he's probably going to get out-grappled. Um, again, I, I think this is probably going to decision, but, um, yeah, I got Mamadov here. Mamadov via decision is the official pick, is it? Yes, I'm going to say that. I, I, again, I wouldn't be surprised if he came out and finished him, but yeah, that, if I had to, if I had to pick away, I'm taking Mamadov by decision. Say yeah, it. I'll, if, I'll if take you... him by decision. No, say if you had a gun to your head, come on. You oh yeah. I, I haven't gunned to my head yet today. <laughs> <laughs> no, you haven't yet. All right. Um, final fight we're going to break down in Bellator is let's move down the card a little bit I think this is opening up the prelims or sorry closing the prelims I think Darian Caldwell another former champion versus Enrique Barzola another former UFC fighter so Caldwell is the wolf he's 15 and 5 with two knockouts six submissions he's been subbed three times he's gone 12 and 4 in Bellator where he was the champion at Bantamweight he's lost two straight fights he was fighting up at featherweight um, before the, the past few fights now he's back down to his Bantamweight uh, weight class. He also was the wrestling champion college. He's at plus 200. Uh, sorry, plus 100. Even money coming back on him. Barzola El Fuerte, which means the fort or the strong. He's 16-5-2. and two, Four knockouts, four submissions. Never been finished in a fight. This will be his Bellator debut. He's gone 1-1-1 one, one, and one over his last three fights. Uh, his last fight was a draw, which was in March of 2020. So he's been out of action almost two years. He went 6-3-1 in the UFC. Another Ultimate Fighter champ here. He went 2-0 and won the Ultimate Fighter. Uh, he used to fight at featherweight, and he's at minus 115. What do you think of this one? I think it's kind of shocking that Barzolo is a favorite. Yeah, um, me too. Yeah, I, I think Caldwell is the better fighter here. And I think largely, 
you know, people are, are saying, oh, he's he's two and four in his last six, kind of like you mentioned, with a whole bunch of submission losses against a guy who's a pretty good wrestler. But you also have to remember, he lost to Kyoji Horiguchi in two of those fights and A.J. McKee for one of those fights. And the other one's a split decision loss to Leandro Higo, who he beat previously uh, by guillotine choke. So, like, yeah, he does have some losses, but they are to the tippity-top of that division. He also subbed Adam Bortz, who I have a lot of faith in, and Henry Corrales. He he grinded out to a decision. He's a pretty damn good wrestler, and people forget, he also took down AJ McKee, which is how he wound up in that, like, weird neck crank from guard. But, like, he took him down. And Hike Barzola is a guy who... You know, he, he does have some good wrestling, and he has used it to his advantage. But I, he's one of those guys, too, who I feel like his offensive wrestling is so much better than his defensive wrestling, right? Like, yes, he took Hanayaya down, but he also, like, regularly got taken down by Hanayaya. And he took Brandon Davis down, who's a, you know, a grappler. But, like, he's also given up a whole bunch of takedowns to guys like, you know, Kyle Bochniak. And, and I mean, Mozart Evloev had his way with him. I think Caldwell probably grinds him out here. And, and again, it seems weird that all of my Bellator analysis has come down to this, but like, I'm just taking the guy who's probably going to out wrestle the other one and grind them out to a boring ass decision. Yeah, this is, you're really selling Bellator hard this podcast. It's not a good, everyone's going to really tune in. It's not a good card, but if you do tune in, tune into the early fights. Um, Ben Parrish is fighting Sullivan Cully in the opening 205 fight which is pretty fun that's big tuna for those of you who know big him tuna. only by big tuna and the guy he's fighting is a lot of fun too sullivan collie I, I think more people are going to be interested in later he's super young for a, a light heavyweight slash heavyweight he's only like 25 years old he's like 6'3 and like chiseled um and works with ryan bader which i think is how he wound up on this card um but he's finished both of his opponents in the first round in bellator so far he's 2-0 and so that one's going to be really fun. And also, I would tune in all the time to see Dalton Rusta. Um, that guy is built like I've never seen a middleweight slash light heavyweight ever built. Um, he he looks like he's made out of freaking marble. Um, and so far, he's looked like nothing but an absolute animal, TKOing people, you know, vicious takedowns. He's got a winner over UFC veteran Cody Brundage, um, uh, I think back when they were in amateurs. Um, but yeah, like he's a lot of fun to watch too. So if you're going to watch for excitement for Bellator, watch the prelims. Dan's getting thirsty for these Bellator fighters for Zeke, the, aren't you, Dan? Dude, dude, look at, go, go dude. ahead and Google Dalton Rusta. R-O-S-T-A is I know player. who he is. Do you? Do you, do you know mean, who like, he you don't is? Think I, know who they, I do. I don't know if I've seen him fight, but I know who it is. And you yeah, describe yourself here. He says 6'3 and chiseled. You just do <laughs> yeah, that's right. I'm six three and chiseled. Sure. <laughs> Part of that's correct, isn't it? Yeah, I'm six three. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Um, Rosta's nickname is um, Hercules, which which is fitting because very yeah, very fitting. Uh, and that's total. That's a total natural physique too. So wow, strong guy. Yeah, that's the um that that's the yeah he, he ceased lifting weights so he could drop drop lbs. Yeah. The same with me. That's why, <laughs> That's why I'm good in the gym too. It's the pandemic, I swear. Um, all right, any any other bets we should be making on this card other than the ones that we you went through? No, I hate Bellator bets. <laughs> wow. Geez, geez. Hope it's Scott usually, Coker does not. Hopefully, this is the episode Scott Coker uh, skips. They're usually like negative 500 favorites, and it's just yeah, no. it, it's never worth it. 
trying to get Dan to make picks for Bellator is like pulling teeth, but he yeah, I hate, Bell- this I, one. I hate Bellator. <laughs> now, hopefully, like I said, Scott Coker, if you're listening, uh, my apologies. I guess we're not going to be the official podcast of Bellator anytime soon. So, um, anybody else you want to crap them before we uh, we take this this uh, podcast home, Dan? No, Bjorn Rebney, maybe. <laughs> oh, Mexico. No, it's Bjorn. Mexico. Is he in Mexico? No. Is that where Bjorn Rebney is? No, that was, you, you don't know that joke? You don't know the Mexico joke? I don't. He, he just no. tweeted that. He famously tweeted just Mexico a just few years Mexico. ago. <laughs> yes. And there's no follow-up. So, yeah, that's the, that's the thing now. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, All right. Edible Bjorn. <laughs> yes. Anyhow, Dan's got to go Google some more Bellator fighters, uh, pitchers, so he can <laughs> drool over their bodies. Um, in the meantime, we'll be back on – how about we come back on Sunday? How does that sound? We'll come back on Sunday. We'll – We'll see how our picks did and see what other nonsense and trouble we can get ourselves uh, up to. Uh, in the meantime, read our stuff, sportsgamblingpodcast.com and mma-manifesto.com. Follow us on Twitter, please. I'm very close to 1,000 uh, followers. How exciting is that? Dan's, like, well above that, but I only need, like, nine more or something. So if you're listening to this, follow me with, with your account and all your bot accounts and, and uh, hidden accounts, please. That would be Jeff Fox, writer. He would be Gumby Vreeland. Um, I think I've already given you enough uh, stuff that you have to do throughout the, the podcast, trim your balls and all that stuff. So uh, I'll let Dan take us home. <laughs> I'm Daniel Gumby Freeland. He is the blonde fighter, Jeff Fox, and we will catch you on Sunday. <laughs>